0: Yo, 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 what's going on, Train Hard, Live Strong family? This is your host, Coach Matt, owner of Athletic Beings Training and Apparel, and you are listening to the Train Hard, Live Strong podcast. Now, check it out, y'all. Today's gonna be a good, Good one. Why? Because on the show today, we have the fittest American woman talking to you all about how she became the fittest American woman in CrossFit, the insights, the mentality, the grind, and how she went on the floor and competed against the most elite female athletes in the country. But before we begin, check it out, y'all. She also has an amazing Power Abs program. So if you want to get coached by the most fittest American woman on how to get a shredded core, Simply go check out her Instagram profile at Carrie Pierce Crossfit, or you can simply go check out her website, which is www.piercepointers.com. Once again, www.piercepointers.com. Now, ladies and gentlemen, get ready because you're about to listen to the fittest American woman. Here we go, y'all. Let's dive in Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another episode on the Train Hard Lift Strong podcast. This is your host, Coach Matt, and today we have the fittest American woman here on the show. Truly, an amazing person and an outstanding guest speaker, and uh, also the founder of Power Abs. And whenever you know we get towards the end of the episode, and a little bit in the beginning and middle, you're going to get to know more about Power Abs and how you can get shredded just like her. But Without further ado, everyone, let's welcome Miss Carrie Pierce. Hey, Carrie,
1: how's it going, Matt?
0: Good, good. How are you? You doing good?
1: I'm doing well. I'm doing wonderfully. Thank you.
0: That's awesome. And so, right now, you are where are you at right now?
1: I live in New York City.
0: New York's. Oh my gosh. So, how, how is New York right now with all the stuff going on?
1: It's. I mean, it's a ghost town compared to normal. I mean, like I've. I go outside to go for walks and stuff, but I mean, you make sure that you're wearing your mask and anytime you go in a store, everything, you have the mask on and it's, you're used to people everywhere. And there's just not like, I haven't been on, I usually ride the train a couple times a week. Um, but I haven't been on the subway in a month and a half or so now it's, it's crazy. Cause it's usually part of like daily life. And the other day I actually like rode my bike right by Central Park and you're used to just people being everywhere. Like you can't go, you can't ride through you have to like stop and wait and everything and there's just nobody there it's crazy and one of my friends is a cop and he was in Times square a couple weeks ago or even like last week Mm -hmm. and it's just still dead so it's crazy but at least everybody's listening um and they're staying at home and staying safe so hopefully like just continue to do that and then things will open up sooner rather than later
0: but wow it's
1: definitely crazy
0: Yeah, because obviously there's like other states and like, so I'm in Houston. There's places here that are are beginning to open like restaurants, but over there, nothing yet. Nothing.
1: Yeah, no, there's nothing yet. So they're, I mean, they're talking about like closing down some streets so that restaurants can have people like dine outside. Obviously they would have to like spread out the tables and everything. Um, But they're like, that's still just being in talks. Like nothing has actually happened. You can get like, takeout and delivery but no no signs of like restaurants or anything opening at least until the middle of may you know that's the next time that they'll reevaluate and kind of decide what the next steps are
0: but that is, crazy. that's crazy yeah you're, you're the very first person i talked to that's right now living in new york with all this stuff going on that's crazy
1: yeah it is and i mean like part of me like you hear about the craziness and i have mm. a couple friends and clients that are that work in hospitals and they just say it's a nightmare and like yeah, i mean God. i live like i just see new york being a ghost sound like i don't go in hospitals so i don't like see it firsthand mm. you just continue to hear about it and i mean it's really cool every night at 7 p.m like you know when they have the shift change and everything like people open their windows and start cheering and clapping and everything just to like thank everybody who's you know working through these times so yeah,
0: that's good but
1: still just yeah it's so crazy
0: Well, I'm glad you're safe and healthy. That's good.
1: Thank you. Yeah. Just doing my best to, you know, stay away from people. That's it.
0: Right. (laughs) Okay. So for all of our listeners who, you know, don't know who you are, might have heard a little bit about you, um, but want to get to know you more. um, What, like, could you give us a nice little background story of, you know, what got you into uh, CrossFit? What got you into doing what you do now?
1: Yeah. So my parents put me in gymnastics at the age of three, and I did that for 18 years. I finished my career at the University of Michigan on the women's gymnastics team. And we were four-time Big Ten champions. I have to toot my horn a little bit. Um, <laughs> toot, toot. <laughs> but, yeah, exactly. That's good. Uh, I got my degree in movement science, so studied human body. I've always been interested in the way the human body works and performs. Um, and I think part of that stems from my parents actually met at a gym, so I was kind of like born into fitness. Nice. Uh, and then right after college when I finished – Right, uh, right after college, when I finished gymnastics, I still wanted to work out, but didn't know quite what I wanted to do. So, talked to our strength conditioning coach, and he's like, "You should do some weightlifting." So, I interned at University of Michigan with their strength conditioning program. Worked with a variety of athletes: the baseball players, swimmers, divers, lacrosse players, a bunch of different sports, just to learn about human performance. And then also did some weightlifting myself and did a weightlifting meet. Then I ventured into physique competing, along with doing like some personal training. I did a powerlifting competition, and then finally started CrossFit. Um, And that was in November 2014, so about five and a half years ago.
0: Wow. So, started at age three, being active at age three.
1: Yep. Structured structured gymnastics, basically, from then. And the age of five through 21, I was doing around 20 hours a week of gymnastics. So, just... Been at it my whole life uh, with some some sort of sport or another.
0: Right, that's crazy. And you did uh you say you did like a, a bikini or competition? Is that right? Or physique? Or you did something? Yeah, it was,
1: of- it was similar to bikini. I okay. my muscles. Yeah, so it's it's physique. So yeah, so like in that kind of competition, there's a few different levels. um Bikini is the least muscular. And then you go to figure, which is a little more muscular. Physique, even more so, and then bodybuilding. Um, so I was at the level that was like. They say like more of just like an overall like athletic look. So it's not like the body, you're not as muscular as the bodybuilders, but you have like decent musculature, which I always did uh, Mm. with gymnastics. So it worked out really well. And I enjoyed doing it. I learned a lot about nutrition and training and everything, but I only did one show because I didn't like someone telling me how I should look.
0: So Right. And you, how, how did you feel you personally going through that, that journey specifically? Did you feel uh, happy or positive or like compared to now?
1: Uh, it was, I mean, it's just like a different experience. Um, and definitely, like I said, I learned a lot because when I did gymnastics, I thought I knew how to eat and I thought I was eating healthy and stuff, but it's totally different when you're eating for like performance and everything versus eating for how you look. And I mean, even things like you know, everyone thinks like granola and things like that with added sugar, everything is healthy. Um, and even yogurts and stuff. And definitely not, especially when you're trying to be super lean, um, and you're eating just for how you look. So I learned a lot cause I worked with a coach who did my nutrition plan and then also my training. And I would check in with him, like depending on where I was, uh, how close I was to the competition. He would be either be once a month or once every two weeks. And I would go in and he wrote out everything that I ate and then also my training. And then he would go in and I would, he would take my body fat. He would take my measurements. So just kind of like see how your body's changing from week to week, which was really, really cool. But like yeah. I said, at the end of the day, like you're standing on stage with a, bunch, with a bunch of other athletes. And I feel like it's not like, I like CrossFit and gymnastics. Well, I mean, gymnastics is a little bit similar to physique in the way that it's not like black and white like crossfit you do a workout okay. faster, you win yeah physique i mean it, they could say one girl looks better than another girl but it's up to the judge's discretion and who they think is better so i feel like there's a little more opinion that plays into factor um than something where it's like okay you ran faster you win kind of thing so right, okay. i learned a lot and it was amazing but i did one competition and i was like okay that's enough
0: Okay, yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, because there's uh, it's weird because I've talked to a, a few other people who've done CrossFit too, and they've it's funny because all these people have either have done gymnastics growing up, uh, or have competed some in some way, like uh, with physique or bikini or or figure or something like that. And uh, and just being up there and being judged is like something that uh, that a lot of people just don't kind of like, you know, it's you work so hard and you do so much, you sacrifice so much just to get. Hey, you know, you should get bigger shoulders or you need this. And it's like, dude, like I worked so hard, you know, and, and it's weird when it's judgment and compared to a performance, like how you do now.
1: No, definitely. And I remember like asking them for feedback after the competition. And one thing they also said was like, your suit wasn't fancy enough. because I just had this like lime green bikini suit. It didn't have yeah. any like gems and jewels and stuff. And I was like, I didn't realize that's part of the competition. But I mean, I guess when you get to that level, you have to look a certain way and everything. And I just, wasn't ready and prepared, but I mean, it was really cool just seeing my body change. And like I said, in gymnastics and everything, like I was always super lean, but I didn't know how to eat just to lower my body fat or to increase muscle mass. So Mm -hmm. it was definitely a learning process and cool to like kind of adjust my body and like tell my coach like, oh, I want bigger biceps and I want smaller calves or whatever. And just like the way he would like kind of change training around was really cool.
0: That's awesome. So now you eat to perform. So how is it to eat to perform?
1: Yeah. So I actually, cause I've been doing CrossFit, like I said, like five and a half years. Mm-hmm. And one of the, the, after the first regional that I did uh, a guy from RP strength, which is a nutrition company reached out and was like, do you have anybody writing your nutrition, your diet? I was like, no, I'm just doing something similar to, you know, when I competed in physique. And he's like, it's, he's like, <laughs> give me a chance. Let me like help you out. I was right. like, Okay, and he also graduated from University of Michigan, so he kind of used that as, like, the in. Nice. Um like, go blue. Um, and so I started working with them, uh, like I said, after my second regional, and he, like, right away just decreased my protein, in- way increased my carbs, um, and my fat stayed relatively similar. Um, but I was, like I said, and I was drinking a lot more, like, sugars and protein while I was working out. And just eating more carbs um, just throughout the day, breakfast, lunch, dinner, right before bed, um, and even for performance, I eat way more now i 'm um, also working out more um, than I did back then like I, maintenance was right around two thousand calories back then, and maintenance right now is around three thousand calories oh my god i 'll
0: just about to ask you that question right now like what's what are you I like to ask you guys like what do you are you currently eating now that that 's a big number.
1: It is a big number. I mean, I train, I mean, like, depending on, like I said, where I'm at in the year, I train four to six, sometimes seven hours a day. So you need to properly feel your body for everything Mm -hmm. that it's going through. And I mean, if you like, there's days where I, if I don't eat enough, I feel it in my performance, either that day, or the next day. And like, sometimes you just like, you don't want to think because I mean, still in the back of my mind, like, aesthetics is part of it, um, because I was a physique competitor and everything. And it's like, no, don't think about that. Like eat for performance and the aesthetics are with it because you work so hard anyway. So yeah. So usually, like I said, it's a lot of food. Um, and at first it was hard to get used to, but Mm -hmm. once you get used to it, you're like, okay, this is good. And I feel good. So I've been following like similar eating regimen for around three years now.
0: Wow. That's, that's nuts. And, and do you, You feel better now than you kind of have ever felt before whenever you had to. Because obviously, whenever you compete for a physique, you're obviously, like, in a deficit and stuff like that. But with CrossFit and performance training, you never really get in a deficit because you want to be able to energize yourself, right?
1: Exactly. And that's one of the biggest things, like, people, they're like, oh, like, physique, like, when you're getting ready for the competition, you're, like, completely depleted. And I remember just being angry and like I wasn't <laughs> a happy person to be around is like basically like the two weeks prior to competing especially because um, they like you have like a slow deficit and then all of a sudden like right before you're really like manipulating carbs and water and everything like mm-hmm. it's crazy and that's I think now when I like watch or hear about people competing it's like much respect because that the nutrition in it is so hard you have to be like so dialed in because you measure everything to like yeah. the gram and the ounce and like you're like, I just want some chocolate. And it's like no, <laughs> when you step on stage, it's gonna show. Yeah. Um, whereas CrossFit's the opposite and it's like it's a week of a competition, I need to carve up, I need to eat more. Yeah. And so it's kinda it's the opposite. Um, and then even like days of competition, like If you compete three to four days in a row, I'm like shoving carbs in my face like I'm eating Lucky Charms at 9 or 10 o'clock at night just to get (laughs) as many carbs as I can. Um, right. to fuel up for the next day. So, yeah, it's kind of the opposite.
0: <laughs> That's insane. It's crazy because, um, you, you know, obviously, like, your physique now when you do – and you do CrossFit, you know, you're not competing for, for actual physique. But your physique now is still – it's great, you know. And, and even whenever you were doing, I guess, your physique competitions, how, how much different has your physique changed?
1: Yeah, so I've – I gained probably, like, three or four pounds um, competing – doing crossfit than Mm. when i was doing physique it's a lot more training and everything um but i do i do think i'm leaner now which is kind of crazy because you're like i mean for performance not for like the looks but i think it's just like the intensity of all the training and the volume and everything really do cardio like i did maybe like 20 minutes three times a week and it was just kind of interval stuff so you look like you're in shape but you're not actually in in shape compared to the shape that i'm in now um and so i think i'm leaner now i'm more fit i'm stronger just like overall healthier um but like i said i mean healthier my joints for the most part are great um i'll let you know in a few years um (laughs) but like overall i feel a lot healthier i just feel fitter like walking down the street walking upstairs whatever like i can do anything that i want and like i said i love the way my body looks um which is like kind of funny because right after gymnastics like in gymnastics you're always told to be skinny and everything and then right after i started running like doing a little bit of running so i was like i need to lose weight i need to get leaner Mm -hmm. um and then i kind of started doing like some weightlifting, and i was like i actually like being strong and so i've really grown to like being like strong and fit
0: okay that's awesome see and that's do you feel like it's just better do you feel like it's better for you
1: yeah, I I definitely do. And like, there was one day I was like looking, and I, like I weigh, I'm like around five foot three,
0: okay. And
1: I weighed like one twelve to one fifteen, and I was like, I feel like my head's just like too big for my body. It doesn't like <laughs> fit the way I like want it to. Uh-huh. Um, and then I was like, and I mean, I've always been like a similar size to that. And I'm like, I wanted to start weightlifting. Like I said, my coach in college was like, you should start doing some weightlifting. So I was like let's try doing some weightlifting and just like gain some muscle and get stronger. And then as I like gained a little bit of weight I was like, I actually just like, I feel good. I like the way I look. And I was like, and now I feel like my head's not too big for my body. Right. This is perfect.
0: Yeah. Um,
1: so I do, I do like being stronger. I do like being fitter. I just overall feel great. Um, I mean, you know, there's times when you walk on the street and people like kind of look at you and whatever. Cause
0: it's Shredded. not the norm,
1: though. I feel like it's, yeah, right? Uh, <laughs> and, like, I've had people, like, be like, can I feel your arms? And I'm kind of like, <laughs> uh, no, I don't know who you are. And this was before coronavirus, too. Okay. Um, I was like, uh, no, that's just, that's weird. Uh-huh. Um, and, like, especially, like, on New York, like, subway system, like, some guys are like, oh, can you flex for me? And I'm like, are you seriously <laughs> asking me that right now?
0: <laughs> like, come on. am like,
1: no. Yeah. I'm it's like, so oh funny. am I on my stop yet. I'm just gonna get off the train right now because I'll move cars. It's fine. The,
0: yeah. <laughs> oh man. So when did you first uh, do a competition at with within CrossFit? Like, when was your first competition?
1: Uh, my first competition in CrossFit was regionals in 2015. So I want to say around May 2015.
0: Okay. Okay. And then and then obviously you you. You place, right, after you do in regionals, you place to get into the CrossFit Games?
1: Yeah, so that's that's how it was uh, with the old system. So okay. I started CrossFit in November 2014, and then you qualify to regionals through the Open, which is an online competition. If you're top 20 in your region, there used to be eight different regions around the world. Um, I'm in the Northeast region, which is basically like New Jersey, and then like New York and whatever and everything Northeast of that. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you go to regionals, there is... I'm, like, trying to remember how many athletes. I think there was 40 athletes. I was like, I'm trying to even remember. I can't remember. Um, I 20 athletes in the Northeast, then 20 athletes in Canada East. And so oh, you wow. all go together to compete. And then the top five in that region qualify for the CrossFit Games, which was then end of July.
0: Wow, okay. So, yeah, you have, to be, <laughs> That's nice. you have to be
1: one of the top 40 in the world to go to the CrossFit Games.
0: Right, okay. So then you were obviously one of the top 40 in the world. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Okay, so how how was it winning that, and then and then going into your first CrossFit game? How was that?
1: It was it was a lot, um, just because I had just started CrossFit in November, and my goal like was to go to regionals for that year, and even like some of because I trained with like a little competition team, they like thought I was crazy because they're like, you realize people train for years to get to regionals, like you're not gonna make it this year, and I was like. Okay, well, I'll try. Um I like, Even if I don't make it this year, I can, I was, I was honestly like, oh, I mean, if it's not this year, it'll be next year or whatever. They're like, just kind of looked at me like I had four heads and I was like, oh, well, it's fine. I'm a competitor <laughs> at heart. So now I'm really going to prove them wrong. No, but then they ended up like completely supporting me and everything and going through the open when I realized that, wow, there's actually a chance that I could make regionals. It just became surreal. And then going to regionals and kind of just wanting to go and do my best and then end up finishing i finished in third and so qual- qualified for the crossfit games and i just wanted to go and you know see what it was like experience it have a good time um and then i ended up taking 21st place uh in the world at my first crossfit games and then after that i was like okay this is definitely going to be something that i want to continue to do for a while because you get like addicted almost you're like 21st and i was like that's not good like right. i need to do better and most people are like you realize you just got into CrossFit and you just started competing and you're 21st, like people train for years and they're not even like qualifying to regionals. Come on. Uh And I was like, but I'm the competitor at heart. So I've gotten 21st and the top 20 got paid. And I think that's kind of what like, Uh. even more bittersweet. (laughs) It was like, and then I didn't know who was 20th place that like right after I was like, I don't want to know. Like it it was a thousand dollars. So, I mean, it was decent, but I was like, I don't, I don't want to know. And then I saw, like, the girl that got 20th place is, like, the sweetest person ever. And I was like, okay, fine. She can have the best. <laughs> but still, I was like, I want to beat her next year.
0: <laughs> yeah, nice. And okay. So, yeah. It was just- so, 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 then you went to what? So, what was after the CrossFit Games? You Obviously, you kept training because you started to, to go up in the ranks. So, like, what was after that?
1: Yeah. So, I mean, I learned a lot from my first CrossFit Games. Me and my coach were both new to the sports. So we didn't know, like, exactly what to expect. And, I mean, still, I trained hard, but... I didn't train like they have a lot of different elements that I had never touched before. Like we had to do a wheelbarrow and throw like sandbags and stuff in it. I never touched a sandbag, never touched a wheelbarrow. Um, And so it's just kind of like learning a lot of different things about what could be thrown at you at the CrossFit games, which is basically
0: anything anything and everything (laughs) that they feel like. Uh Um,
1: And so right after the games, you take like a little deal of time. And then I talked to my coach and we're like, okay, like, now that you made it one year, you need to prove to everybody that this isn't a fluke. Um, because two of the regionals events were heavy gymnastic events, I won both of those, and some people are like, "Well, she's good at gymnastics, you know, she made the CrossFit Games." And Pardon was like, "Yes, that's true." And now I need to go and make it again um, right. and do better at the CrossFit Games. So right after that, we kind of took a little time, discussed like what I needed to work on. Like my gymnastic stuff is good, but. I needed a lot of work on the endurance stuff, just like the running and swimming because those were things I had never really done. And also just weightlifting in general, I just needed to get stronger. Like my upper body strength was is great because of all the gymnastics, but my lower body strength is something that continues to need work mm-hmm. as we're like, okay, well that's what we need to work on. So kind of used the next part of that year. I did a few like local fun competitions. Um, And then just trained all of those weaknesses and everything to get ready for the next year of CrossFit Games. So the Open came again in March, and then Regionals came again in May, and then the CrossFit Games. And then I qualified again for the CrossFit Games, Mm -hmm. um, which is again at the end of July, and I ended up taking fifth place in my second CrossFit Games. Heck yes.
0: Congrats. That's hard work right there.
1: (laughs) Yeah, it definitely is. It definitely is. It's a lot of work, but. Then you go on the competition floor and you're like, okay, all the work is worth it.
0: Yes, that's awesome. So you went uh, 15, 16, 17, 18, and 19? Yep. Nice. Wow. So that's, yeah, five yeah. years back to back, huh?
1: I know. Yeah. And then I qualified this year. I mean, we'll see what ends up happening uh, with the games, but right. at least I have qualified. So we'll see what they're in talks of different things. So we'll see what happens
0: well, congratulations, girl. I, I, I can see and tell that's very hard work. So and you're doing it. So that's awesome.
1: Thank you very much.
0: Yeah. So whenever you are on the floor and you're competing against, you know, all these outstanding other athletes, you know, from all different places. And, you know, you might know them now because you've been in it for so long. So you might know them, you know, like how they train or whatnot. But everyone is different. Everyone has their strengths and weaknesses. And so do you, you know. So whenever you compete and you're on the floor and you're training against or you're competing against all these amazing athletes, what are you focusing on? What is what, what are the things that you're telling yourself?
1: Yeah, it really depends on the kind of workout that it is. And now I've been around a lot of my competitors for a while. So I know kind of what their strengths and weaknesses are. Um, and then you have some like new athletes too that you don't know quite well. Um, but 90% of the time it's just like, okay, focus on yourself. Do what you know how to do. And that's it. Cause, like every workout I go into with a strategy like me and my coach, We talk through the workouts like, okay, this is, we want to break this up this way or we want to go fast in the beginning and then cruise at the end or don't start too fast. Like there's always a strategy going into a workout. And I know when I first started competing, I fell into the trap of letting or almost letting others get the best of me because you know what your body can handle. Like what someone next to you can handle is totally different and they might have a totally different strategy. And if you end up doing their strategy, then you're going to end up messing yourself up. So you have to try and like do your best just to stay in your game. Um, And that's especially for like the first 80% of a workout. And then kind of the last 20% is kind of gauging how I'm feeling, gauging where I'm at on the floor. Like if I can see a couple girls ahead of me or a couple girls that are like really close behind me, then it's like, okay, can I pick it up here? And beat them out or just do what I can do, stay comfortable and hope that you end up faster than them. Um, because at the end of the day, like you have to know your body very well. And like sometimes me, and my coach, talk about strategies and then you go on the competition floor and something doesn't go as planned and you have to be able to adjust on the fly, and that's just staying with in your yourself and not worrying about other people. And sometimes like you see someone that's about to finish a workout and you're like no matter how hard I try I'm not going to beat them but the next person is decently close to me so I have to like try to continue to push but make sure I don't fail at anything so it's just focusing on myself and knowing all the training that I've done um is gonna pay off when I go to the competition floor and just being smart and um, not trying to be super
0: yeah, right. So, uh, how much uh, different is your drive during training and during competing?
1: I mean, I would say it's very, very similar, and I think okay. that's part of the reason that I'm so successful Good. is because if you don't have that drive in training, then it's not going to transfer to a competition.
0: Right. And
1: a lot of people are like, "So, how does how do like does your mindset change? Like, what do you do differently the morning that you compete and when you train, I'm like, honestly, like, it's nothing different. Like, it's the same the days that I train as days that I compete. And that's, I mean, I think part of, like, having a coach, too, because, I mean, I do, like, multiple training sessions a day. And that is how competition is. Usually, I do, like, a couple workouts during the day. And so, it's kind of like, that's how we train. So, that's how we get ready for a competition. And, I mean, if you don't practice it in training, how do you expect to do it at a competition?
0: Right. Exactly. So most, I guess you would say that maybe the average person or even people who do bodybuilding, they train like one or two times a day, you know, and, but someone like you and, and other CrossFit athletes, you had to train, like you said, seven hours a day. Sometimes, how, how do you, how do you make sure that your body's able to move uh, at like a hundred percent at each time, even during training or even at the games? Like when you go from event to event, how do you keep your, uh, your body I guess, strong to go through it all.
1: Yeah. So I think there's a lot of different elements that kind of play a part into that. Obviously just making sure you're getting enough recovery. And the number one thing for recovery is sleep. So I make sure that I get at least eight hours of sleep a night, sometimes up to 10. Um, And then also just listening to any aches and pains. Like sometimes people are like, Oh, do you get injured? And I'm like, of course I get injured. Like I'm training. Like you said, up to seven hours a day. Like that your body's taking a lot of beating, but I also see a doctor, um, once a week who's just making sure that my body is performing the way that I need. Like if I have a little ache and pain, then he'll start to work on it. Um, which I think is equally as important as pushing yourself in the gym, just making sure that you're getting that proper rest, um, and recovery and everything. And that's part of also having a great team. Like I have a doctor and then I have my coaches I have three different coaches. I have a weightlifting coach, a CrossFit coach, and an endurance coach. So they all work together, um, which is important because they can structure my training. Like if my weightlifting coach wants me to do a bunch of squats one day, then maybe I'm not going to ride the assault bike for a bunch of miles because then it's just all quads. So I have a bunch of different coaches that work together and make sure that my programming is well-rounded and I'm not hitting the same things. Over and over again. Um, Mm -hmm. And then also, like, at the end of the day, I have to listen to my body. And, you know, sometimes I'm like, oh, my shoulder is aching. So I have to do some extra mobility or some extra rehab type exercises. Um, Because in the seven hour, like, you're training seven hours, but it's not seven hours, like, running. But, like, things like mobility and Mm -hmm. rehab exercises, like, for ankles and knees and hips, even if you're not hurt, um, go a long way. And so it's just all that time dedicated in the gym to making my body as healthy and perform as well as possible. And like I said, the mobility plays a big role in that. And that's something that I like skipped out on for like the first couple years of CrossFit. Right. So, like, I was like, I'm flexible. I was a gymnast. I'll be fine. <laughs> um, and then after like putting on muscle and then not focusing on it, because you don't have a coach that's telling you, you need to stress now. Um, so that's been something that like I started to focus more on recently too. And I've just, felt better in my movements and then also in my recovery. So there's a lot that goes into play, but I mean, it's basically my full-time job. So I have to make sure my body's I'm treating my body well so that it treats me well and performs at the level that I need it to.
0: Yeah, exactly. And that's awesome. And whenever you are, are, um, so, obviously, whenever you're training or you're competing, it's a lot of physical stuff. And I know, like, self-therapy, just like you said, you do it. You know, you make sure that your joints are healthy, knees, ankles, hips, all that stuff. Make sure you can move, uh, you know, as as effective as you want to. But what about, like, the uh, the mental part? Do you ever get to the point to where it's like uh, – because, obviously, it seems like you you love this sport a lot and you love training. But do um, you ever get to a point to where sometimes it's like, you know, ah, I'm in pain. Like, I don't know if I could do this lift or, I'm like, I'm so tired and, like – You know, do you ever go through mindset obstacles?
1: Yeah, I definitely do. Um, I think at least part of my, like being a competitive athlete at any level, you have to have a very strong mindset. And I think part of my strong mindset comes from years of gymnastics. Um, And I think also just like my dad always instilled like having a strong mindset in me at a young age. And I think part of just like, cause he was an athlete as well, a college athlete. So I think, having that and even in gymnastics we did a lot of visualization because gymnastics is very mental as well you're up in front of thousands of people on a four inch wide piece of wood doing a routine like throwing your body around and stuff so we did a lot of mental visualization um which is things that I still incorporate to this day especially before competitions like I'll go through the workouts and stuff mentally um because that's equally as important and I had someone made me like a training notebook and one of the quotes on the front is your body will only go where your mind takes it. And at the end of the day, like that's true. And I'm like, that's a really good point because a lot of people could be very successful. But I think like the reason the top athletes are where they're at is from their mindset. And like you're in training day to day and I, it never goes through my mind. Like, am I going to do this? piece that my coach gave me it's always just like it it has to happen like Mm. it's on the paper it's going to happen and obviously there's days like you feel great and you're super motivated and you want to go to the gym and do the running intervals or the bike intervals whatever you have and then there's other days too where you're just like i'm tired i'm sore this hurts (laughs) um but like i i never like i said i never question if i'm going to do some of the training that my coach told me. I mean, it might take me a little longer to get into the gym and get going and warmed Mm. up and everything, but it always happens. And like I said, I think that just comes down to having a strong mind. And I mean, I enjoy what I do 90% of the time, which obviously is super helpful, but similar to anybody else, I have those days where I'm like, ugh, I don't want to do it. But like I said, I have my notebook. It tells me that quote keeps me motivated. And I mean, like, is it mentally Mental training is just as important important as physical, especially because if you don't push your mind during training, you can't push it in a competition. So it's something that, yeah, it's something that I've been working on kind of on a daily basis as well. Because I remember a couple of years ago, I was doing a competition in Minnesota, and the first event was a 10K row. It had a 1K buy-in, so there was two scores. Mm -hmm. The first one was your time for the 1K row, and then your second score was the time for the 10K row. And my 1K, I mean, I'm not the tallest athlete. So my, I have an endurance coach and he's like, well, you're, I mean, you're not going to, you know, win the workout, but I did well in the 1K and then the 10K, it was not, I don't know. There was like 30 athletes and I got like 25th or 26th and he's like, it's not that you're not fit enough. It's just your mind sucks when it comes to long endurance. I was like, cause it's so boring. And he's right. like, yeah, but you don't have a choice. So you need to figure out how to develop that. Wow. So he's like, made me do a lot more long rows and things. And I know that's like something that i had to work on and so it's like something he made aware and i've gotten better i'm still not winning any 10k race but (laughs) i'm gonna be a lot better off and i'm gonna hopefully be in that top half instead of the bottom half
0: yes that's awesome so when you uh do you whenever you're doing those uh like that do you like to work on your weaknesses do you feel like i love i love working on my weaknesses because these are things that i need to improve on
1: some days, um, <laughs> some days, yes. But then I'm also like, well, part of the reason of my weaknesses is because I don't like working on them. Yeah. Like you let me do the handstand push-ups, bar muscles, all the gymnastic stuff. Love it. I'll mm-hmm. do it for days. Um, but things like running, there's like certain days where I'm like, oh, I like running. And then there's other days where I'm like, no. And like front squats, <laughs> I do not like front squats. But I love back squats, and right. that's, I mean, my leg strength is one of my weaknesses, so. It's like something I'm like, okay, yeah, let's work on my weaknesses. And like you said, like I also have a weightlifting coach and he's like, let me do it know like whatever I need to do to help. And I'm like, just continue to push me to work, especially on these cleans and my front squats and everything. Mm-hmm. Um, because I'm like, if I was, and that's one reason I have coaches too, because if I was writing my own programming, I probably wouldn't <laughs> do as many squats and cleans and things yeah. as I should. I would do all the skirt press and bench press and upper body stuff. And like, I love burpees and things like that. Yeah. Um, But there is definitely like a rewarding feeling like PRing your front squats and cleans and stuff. Like, because I know that to get to the podium at the CrossFit games, those are what I need to work on. So sometimes like day in and day out, you're like, Oh, I don't want to do it. But you have to look at the bigger picture and be like, okay, I know I'm getting better because of this. So push yourself. And I, think that also just helps you develop mentally
0: as well yeah absolutely i i love everything that you that you just said about all this mindset stuff i think that is huge and i think even just the regular person should understand how to control their mind because just like you said you know your body only goes so far if your mind and body is not connected you know you need to be able to understand that you can first of all you can do it you know believe in yourself and then know that if you get to a point where you're struggling or it's painful uh that you can get past that
1: mm-hmm and that's, I was actually listening to something the other day and it was, it was a podcast and the guy was mm-hmm. talking and he's like, you know, just because you're uncomfortable doesn't mean you should tell yourself, like, doesn't mean you should think you're, of yourself as weak. Right. If you're uncomfortable, that's good because you're actually pushing yourself to become uncomfortable. So like, can you continue that? And can you keep that? That is what's going to help you grow. And it's like, we can't be comfortable all the time. Like, when you get out of your comfort zone is when you actually grow. And so I think that's a big part um, just of my training on a day-to-day basis. It's like, you're not going to get better if you're like, can easily breathe and talk and whatever during workouts, like <laughs> you need to push yourself. And that's where the growth happens, you know? Yeah.
0: Yeah. That's so funny how you, how you put it, you know, like if you, yeah, you should be in pain. Like you should be, yeah. you should be hurting, you know? <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. That's Cause funny. that's where, that's where the growth happens. And yeah. I need to be fitter to beat the other girls. So I got to be right. in pain sometimes.
0: Yeah, absolutely. So cool. So um, I, I love all that mindset. I could talk for I could, days about my I love that stuff. Uh, mm-hmm. But what is what is one thing that's been so rewarding uh, for you that you've grabbed from CrossFit weightlifting and doing all the things that you do now? Um, and, you know, not like medals or titles and stuff like that. But like, I guess something uh, like characteristic wise, maybe like what's the most rewarding thing that all this stuff has taught you?
1: Yeah. So I think, yeah, just from all of my, the sports that I've done, I think just the most rewarding thing is that if you continue to work at something, you will succeed. And I mean, it might not come right away. It might come with time and with hours and you have to be more patient than you want, but you have to know that if you're willing to put in the work, then it'll, whatever you're striving for and whatever you're going for, it'll eventually happen. And that can be, like you say, it can be to sports. It can be related to a business, to a relationship. It doesn't matter. And that's something I've been carrying over to, like, my power abs as well because, you know, that's, that's somewhat of a business. And it's different than being an athlete. And obviously, just like anything else, there's good days and there's bad days. And sometimes I'm like, oh, I don't want to work on this anymore. And similar, like, working out. But you know that, like, you have to. And there's not going to be a choice. And I know tomorrow I'm going to be thankful for what I did today. And just continue to work because hard work always pays off.
0: Yes, that's awesome. I lo- that is such a great way to put it. I, I I love that you just said that right now with when tomorrow comes, like whatever, even if you do things today that you don't want to do, right? You're just like, oh, I got it. I don't want to do it. You're always going to feel better when you finish it because you didn't want to do it. And, and then tomorrow, you're going to look back and like, you know what? I'm happy that I did do that because it benefited me somehow today.
1: Yeah, exactly. Instead of like, people that procrastinate and they're like okay this is doing a week and it's like oh i'll do it you know in six days and it's like no just do it today if you have time just do it today just get it out of the way and you right. always feel so much better i mean i don't always do that um <laughs> but like if there's days where i'm just like in the zone then i'm like okay just crank out whatever work that i can and then you have some other days that you get to chill or like focus on other things that you want to do so and it's not like because they're like there's always that thing like oh i'll start tomorrow and it's like no just get it done today and you'll be
0: thankful tomorrow yes absolutely awesome well um it's it's been an honor to have the the fittest american woman here on on the podcast truly truly an honor for me um and uh for all all of our listeners our current listeners our future listeners um if they want to reach out to you or or ask you questions or get into your power as program like what's the best place they can reach you at and when's the best place to to kind of get involved with you
1: Yeah. So the best place, um, is my Instagram, Carrie Pierce CrossFit cross videos there, uh, for my power abs program. And I also, I make sure that I check my messages and everything. So if you have any questions uh, for me on mindset or my power abs program or anything training wise, um, feel free to reach out there. Or if you prefer email, the email is the same thing. Uh, Carrie Pierce CrossFit just at gmail.com.
0: Okay, sweet. And then what are what are some things that they're going to um uh like get within the power apps? Like what, what are some things that they that people should expect whenever they get with inside the power uh, power apps program?
1: Yeah, so I'll just explain it real quick. Um so the power app program, 5 days a week, 10 minutes a day, and you're going to develop a lot stronger core. I've had it's, like like said it've been around since last January and people have just messaged me and commented, shared in their stories just how much stronger their core has gotten. And they started either pring lists or they don't have back pain anymore. Um, Like I had this cyclist who rides hundreds of miles a week. And he's like, today, as I was on my bike, the only thing I could think about is my back doesn't hurt. It always hurts. And he's like, I've been doing your power as program. And he's like, so I can't thank you enough. Um, And then in addition to a stronger core, uh, people also have noticed physical changes as well. Like people, I've had a couple of people reach out and they have just like, I never thought I would have abs in my (laughs) life and I can actually see them and now I feel so much better going outside and taking my shirt off. This is great. So, I mean, whether you're looking for the performance aspect of it, the stronger core, better lifts, no lower back pain, um, or you just want to look better for the beach, uh, better looking abs or obliques or anything, then uh, people have told me that they've experienced both because I know a lot of people out there don't like working their core. And so I've had like quite a few people be like, it's actually like a fun way to work it. So (laughs) it's just different from a lot of the normal routines that I've been doing. And it just makes it so easy and fun. And also it's broken down into level one and two. So if you're a super beginner and you don't really work your core at all, there is level one. So it's scalable to anybody and everybody. And then level two is a little more advanced. Um, so if you do work your core a decent amount, then you can do level two. So it doesn't matter where you're at, there's a level for anybody. And you can even mix level one and two because they both come with the program.
0: Nice. See, that's awesome. Cause the core is very, very important. It's such a such a needed, like a sensual uh muscle group for your body. Absolutely important. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And I am I I'm a strong believer in everything stems from your core.
0: Yep absolutely all right ladies and gentlemen you just heard it from the fittest american woman and uh founder of power abs uh thank you for listening if you have grabbed any sort of value from this episode or you just enjoyed you know listening to to Carrie paris and and just you just like everything she was putting out and just hearing just inside the mind of a crossfit athlete um please share it out to instagram your snapchat send it to your best friend your gym buddy Uh, the more people we can get to listen to these episodes the more lives we can all change together but Um, As usual, y'all, this is your host, Coach Matt. You're just listening to the Train Hard, Live Strong podcast. Guest speaker today, Carrie Pierce. And like usual, y'all, get out there. Train hard.
1: Live strong.
0: All right, y'all. Bye.